Welcome to the Connected Calm Life. Today's episode is co-hosted. We're going to be talking about astrology. Yeah, strange, right? What a conversation. How does astrology help you in today's world? That's what you're going to learn. I'm excited you're here. My name is Lane Kennedy. Let's get into today's show. I'm Retta Rowland, and you're listening to the Connected Calm Life. That's right. Hello, my friends. How are you? Today, I'm with Retta Roland, uh, my personal astrologer, friend, sober sister. And uh, I'm really glad to be sharing this episode with you and to be sharing Retta. Uh, Retta, you ready for this conversation? Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> I was born ready. Born, born ready. So what are we going to talk about today? Oh, what if uh, what if we talk about astrology as a tool for knowing yourself, for living a conscious life? So, how about that? Okay. So, astrology. I now I'm really naive around this stuff. Astrology can be really woo-woo and over my head, and. I'm the total astro nerd that tries to go in and read charts and understand it. So what's the astrology that you prescribe to or you think is the most impactful, I guess? Okay. Yeah. um, Yeah. Astrology is, it's so broad, right? It's very broad, vast. And the, the astrology that I practice and love is evolutionary astrology. And that is, that's taking the symbols, the signs, the houses, and converting that into a story that is uh, informing like why you're here. Why did your soul choose to come into this body, into this life? And, and then looking at it from this lens of, well, if I'm here, I'm here to evolve. And then, so what, in what way, how am I to evolve? And that's therefore, evolutionary astrology. I love that. Evolutionary astrology. Yes. And were you always an astrologer? I don't think so. Right. You weren't. No, no. How do you, how do you like jump into the world of astrology? Like I'm again over here thinking, Oh, it's a little weird, but then there's this intrigue like, Oh, I want to go down that rabbit hole. But so how did you like make this like, huge leap. Yeah. And it was, it was definitely a huge leap for me. Um, you know, I grew up in rural South Carolina, like truly where you see fields of cotton and no neighbors and, um, and very much of a thinking, um, unless you can touch it or taste it, it doesn't exist. And we're not doing any nonsense, um, about, um, intuition or witchcraft, certainly not astrology, you know, anything in that field. And, um, and then I went on and I've studied business. I have an MBA. I was in the corporate world for a good 20 years. And there again, really loving data and facts and strategy and effort. And, um, and then I just, I came to a point where, where I started doing some personal discovery work, I also, I got sober and that opened up this whole world about having, um, having like, there was something greater than me at work, 
you know, and that started uh, going into yoga and meditation. And, and so it started opening, opening up to, to metaphysics, I guess, to other worlds. And then one day I was, I met an astrologer at like a Thanksgiving dinner. And I had some preconceived notions of this is for, um, you know, people who were maybe not that bright or people who are a little flaky, had all kinds of judgment about it, right? And um, and this was just um, 10 years ago, it was 10 years ago. And then meet this woman and she's a Jungian analyst, like brilliant therapist, she's sober. And, and I was fascinated by her and fascinated by what she could tell me. And it just was this you know, it was a shift. It, it cracked this, my perception widened and open to the possibility. And then I began studying it. And then, then eventually, you know, I fell so in love with it. I got my master's in evolutionary astrology and I know. Which is a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Oh yeah. So this is one of those moments where I love the sober journey right? Yeah. This journey of this recovery journey that we get on and we're on the path. And then all of a sudden, like, that's like a, a hard a rock thrown on your path. Yeah. And you're like, what, what is this rock? And I have to look at this rock and I have to investigate this rock. And what does it smell like and t- feel like and taste? And like, we get so invested. I know that from my own experience, I see it with the women that I coach that all these opportunities arise. So let's wind back for just one moment for you're okay. sitting there with that Jungian analyst. Mm-hmm. And what if she wasn't? What if she was just a Jungian analyst, right? Like what would have happened? Right. And I mean, I don't know. I, my whole story comes to a like screeching halt. Right. But if you believe that yeah. your soul has a journey mm-hmm. and you're on that journey do you believe that you would have discovered astrology another way? Could could have, yes, yes. I believe I was. I'm meant to be part of this lineage to learn this. And okay, wait, there's a yeah. lineage. The lineage. <laughs> what? Lineage is part of like knowing something. I don't know. This is where you can tell I'm. I'm not a, a word definer person. But what I meant by it is that I am meant to study this and to pass it on. Got it. And, and then I did have moments of thinking, I mean, like thinking I did every time I picked up a Cosmo magazine, I went straight to the back to read the astrology all my life. I've always done that. Yeah. I, I memorize people's birthdays. I can tell you the birthdays of like all the football players from my high school football team. I don't know why. Why do I remember that? Okay, that is, that's kind of, that's, that's another layer. That is another <laughs> layer. So I can think about how I have always been super curious. And in mindfulness, curiosity is the foundation of the practice. And people always ask me like, where does that come from? And, I, and I'm like, well, don't you think like that? Right. So were you the one investigating the the birthdays and being like, well, how come you're not in, interested in birthdays? How come you're not? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you? Of course, I know that they all have birthdays. They were all born on the fifth day of the month, one month apart, like five people. 
the five most popular guys in high school. <laughs> right. But this is, this is where we get into the soul's journey and the yeah. soul's path. Yes. And so I was destined to do this. Yes, I think so. And I remember back even, uh, I was drinking, like drinking bourbon, listening to Lucinda Williams. And I bought this huge book on astrology, one of those huge, thick, those old, they were like workbooks, that paper that was really soft. And, and this was before computer before computers. So to do a chart, you'd have to learn all this math and draw it yourself. So, well, you know, two bourbons in, I just threw that book across no. the room. No, no, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen. And so it was, yes, it was always trying to get to me. And maybe even if she had not been seated there, it would have come again because of the laws of synchronicity, mm-hmm. that there are no random acts. Did you learn that in your master's of astrology? I did. I did. Well, it's a Jungian concept of yeah. synchronicity. Um, pre, Pre-young, it was believed that everything happened. It was cause and effect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's more to this. But the, the um, top level takeaway is things are never random, even if you can't prove a cause and effect. I am so with you there on so many levels. I think about the people in my life, like there are no accidents. And I will always say this to somebody, like there's no accident that you step into my circle. Mm-hmm. Something is going to happen as a result of you stepping in my circle. And, and, and you needed that moment of transformation and change. So mm-hmm. let's talk about some of these synchronistic moments that you've had now being an astrologer. Wow. 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 Yeah. Uh, well, tell you, tell, do you have one? Kick us off. Let me think. So one of these moments, I think very much around people mm-hmm. and how they come in, they kind of like, they're, they're circling around and just mm-hmm. watching. And then suddenly they're in my life and we do something epic together Mm -hmm. and then that is over and then they're gone. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what just happened? Where'd they go? And Mm -hmm. and I don't get all hung up on it. I'm not a codependent, so I don't get all meshed in it, but I, I love that synergistic moment that brought us together so we could do something together fun, or we could work something out emotionally and then it clears and goes away. Yes. And I, and I have lots of people in my mind that I'm thinking about right now. Yeah. Personal people. Um, my husband being one of them, my son, right. Mm -hmm. Um, my best friend, um, my ex, my ex, who's going to be on the show. Uh, Mm -hmm. just all these people, it's, it's moments captured synergistic coming in to transform both of our lives. And it's like in time, it's always yeah. on time. It's crazy. It yeah. And that is, and exactly um, also how I got to this, to also trust the leaving, right? People come in and something happens, something's transformed, and then they may move on to something else. And I think I would not have become an astrologer because I was trying to do a job, promote the other astrologer, launch her business. And I was going to play that role and it didn't work out. It didn't work out. And I was crushed. And then 
there was, well, then I could study astrology. I could become the astrologer. And that just seemed ludicrous. How, where? And then, and then a, a mentor showed up. I, I paid for a, like a monthly mentoring with a different astrology coach kind of person. And then I enrolled in a master's program. And then I thought, well, I'm too old. You know, I was 40 five, seven, eight, I don't know, someone else will have to do the math, but it seemed I was already on a path and it just seemed like a 90 degree turn. It was such a crazy turn to go from MBA marketing executive to, oh no, I'm an astrologer. And you know, it's just such a, it, it took me years when, you know, you've been with me on this path to come out of the closet and um so but I think there's something really beautiful about like that self-discovery because we get sober and people think oh okay I'm just going to give an example and this is going to be maybe some people don't want to listen to this but I'm going to share it because it's people have pointed this out to me recently so people get sober and they're like two years sober and then they're going to become a recovery coach because they know everything okay and I you know i fully support recovery coaches 100%. But there is such an evolutionary journey mm. in allowing yourself to be on that journey of discovery and and wearing things very loosely until something clicks in your soul to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. Right? And and I have done so many things in my life in my recovery. I have transformed and keep evolving. But what I'm seeing right now is there's this kind of rigid, I've got to be this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in longer term recovery, there's a loosening mm-hmm. and an accepting of like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be an astrologer. Oh my God, I'm an astrologer. Wow. This is how I'm going to help and serve people. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I didn't, I didn't want it to be true. Right, right? that's it. It's the easiest thing. If yeah. You were like checking birth times in high school. Like, it's the, yeah. that is the message that I want our mm-hmm. listeners to hear is that our path is the thing that we are like. No, it's not that. No, it's not. Yeah, it, no. It's like it's the easiest, the thing that makes our hearts sing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. it it's kind of crazy. And it, then it shows itself in the astrology. Yeah. You have done this with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I know this. So how does it show up with people, right? How does this tool of self-discovery astrology show up for people when they're discovering their life purpose? Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just, just talking to someone about this. So in the, in the chart can tell me a couple of things. I can see that the past life, like what the soul came in with in this lifetime, part of that is karma and karma. There's aspects of it that's, that are good. It's good because these are habits. These are default patterns. And what I look for, I go and look for what's, what part of that har- the karma, those habits are harming you. And that's what the soul came to do differently or change or. Okay. Wait, wait, say that again. What are the Say that again. What are the, what is the karma? I look at your karma and within the karma, there's, there are aspects of it that are still good. They're still beneficial. 
I should say. Um, I think of karma as an old habit. It's your default patterns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, it comes easily and naturally to you. And then I would tease it apart to find, but what aspects of those default patterns and habits are harming you? That's what the soul came in to either to heal or in some cases, just do, just do differently. Um, and, and so that's, that's one key lesson. And then the other part can be, um, so I look to where's the direction of the soul wants to head in this direction. Like say the past life was a lot of warring, fighting. And I see the person today and she's still like, she's got to work the hardest and she's at the top of the heap. And, and the, the life message, the opposite of that for her Dharma for this lifetime is like the war is over. It's more about seeking peace. And in that dialogue and also looking at her son, what lights you up and looking, there's so, so many aspects you can kind of see this is the direction to move that will make you feel full of energy. This is the direction to move that'll make your heart feel soothed. And then through those archetypes, we'll find, oh, this is what you're supposed to be doing with your life. So let's just think about the woman who's struggling in recovery, right? Go back to that karma and what's harming you, right? Yes. So as somebody in recovery and somebody who is an addict, I just want to like narrow this in a little bit Mm -hmm. because you know, I struggled with alcoholism and I still struggle with alcoholism because alcoholism is a, it's a mental illness, mm-hmm. right? Uh, addiction is, it's this thing that I have to take care of every day. And so when I, when you're talking about your harming or the, the karma, right? Mm-hmm. And when I relate this to myself, I think about how I have to slow down. Mm -hmm. So my work, my life work, right, is, is kind of teaching myself how to slow down, how to uh, support others in slowing down because of that past karmic life. Is that right? It, It can be, it can be tied into the karma. And, and for you, it's also what lights you up. If I could, you know, the, um, I always, I always do better if I'm doing an exact example. Um, can <laughs> okay. I what sign is? Okay. Yeah. You can share. That's fine. That's okay. okay. So like, as Here we a, go. Get ready. As a sun sign cancer, which is what you are, what lights you up, what makes you feel sunny and vital is nurturing yourself and nurturing others. It's the archetype of the great mother. And so as a healer, as a nurturer, um, this is probably tied to past life. And I just can't remember your past life karma, but something in you want to come into this life and to find a place where it's safe to feel for yourself first, then to do this for others. You're very much driven. It's tied to a mission, your mission in the world. That's so deep. <laughs> it's so deep because it resonates on so many levels. But first I struggled with that idea of the mother, right? I was like, no, don't tell me right. that, Retta. Don't tell me that. I remember the first right. time you said that I was like, oh my God, no. 
right? Yeah. There was so much resistance on that, but then over the years, it's, it's softened and I've softened into that place, mm-hmm. right? And I think this is where I talk about like in long-term recovery, we, we evolve into our life's path or our life's yeah. work. Yes. Yes. That can make sense. I've, I've read too that sometimes initially when you hear the calling, the call, yes, you, one may fight it. One yes. is going to resist it. There may be the thought of, yeah, someone needs to do that, but not me. Like I'm not, um, qualified. I need a PhD. I need these things. Um, you know, like the astrology, I felt someone needs to be an astrologer, but not me because I'm doing you know, I'm too old to learn this or, you know, whatever. And so it's, the call is planted within you. It's like the little acorn in the oak tree. And I suppose we can resist it. We can fight it, but it leads to a really miserable existence. Right. And it, um, and it takes, for some of us, it takes time the people I work with, it they are evolving into mm-hmm. hearing it. And then they will recall, oh, yes, when I was young, I do remember. They'll go back and they'll, oh, yeah, the little the seeds were there. Yeah, it's so, I love it. I freaking love it. Uh, what are the, okay, I'm going to pause there before I ask that question. So when we learn about our sun sign. You know, I remember growing up, you know, checking the Sunday newspaper. Oh, what's a cancer? You know, look, reading that stupid horoscope every week and being like, I got, this is going to happen this week. I was so excited. I don't know where that came from or like how that evolved, but there it is. But you like gave me this information about all these other planets (laughs) and all these other, um, sign like, how everything is alive within Mm -hmm. me, right? So I have this, um, the Libra, I have the Gemini, I have my Aries, like I have a ton of Aries and how that's all interacting, right? So what are you, when you look at somebody's chart to help them kind of become awake and aware of their path, what's another sign or planet that you really investigate? Hmm. Um, you know what I do want to add to what you just said. Yes. Every planet that we know of was in a sign in a house at the moment of your birth. And there's so many layers to it. I mean, it's just crazy. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is, but think about, you know, people will say, I, uh, well, I'm complicated. You can't just say, I think I'm one of 12 signs. You can't summarize me with one of 12 descriptions. And I'm like, you are absolutely right. You cannot. Um, You're way more complex than that. And so if each planet was in a sign and each planet represents an aspect of your psyche, the sun represents the ego, how you get to know yourself, what makes you feel alive and sunny. And then, Venus represents what you love, what you value, who you love. And, and then, you know, it, it goes, it goes on. Everyone What's my Venus? Something. What's my Venus? Your Venus. Oh, it's in Leo. Yeah. I love my Leos. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also in the house of 
career of mission. <laughs> and so the reason, you know, like, so there's so much information about astrology on the internet and books and, and such, but the, what an astrologer does is I am blending all of these things together. You know, I'm kind of making a, making a salad. Like we all have the same ingredients, but somebody might have more tomato than this person has. Ooh, she put a lot of cheese in her salad. And so I'm looking at where is the emphasis for you? side by side are they across from each other and and so I'm looking at all of it and then I can pull out the key themes for you and themes what 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 would be a theme oh like like you're like even though you know there could be someone else who's sun cancer but um has all five planets in, um, let's say Libra. So they really got more Libra lessons they're learning than cancer. Mm -hmm. You have a lot scattered in cancer and it's an essential piece. So I can say, you know what, we really need to focus on cancer for you. Mm -hmm. And each sign is really this whole archetypal field. And within it, there's a lesson that it's it's helping your soul to learn. So Libra, Libra is here. You may see this, it uses the strategy of beauty and it's the diplomat, it's the artist, but at its essence, it's learning about balance and equality, equilibrium. Uh, it wants to achieve peace. And always, I am always. always looking for peace and balance. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's like the narrative in my head. I'm always trying to see both sides and get the, get total balance. It's the weirdest thing. And again, I don't know where this kids come from, but even when I was a kid, I, I would, you know, be watching my brother do something disruptive <laughs> and then watching my dad being angry and then trying to like watch the balance and being like, how can I like, <laughs> support both of them and get them back to regulate, like help them regulate. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's right. like, yeah. The default. And that probably comes naturally, very naturally of being yeah. the peacekeeper. Let me balance this. I know how to smooth this over. Yeah. Um, I think astrology is one of these tools that's become more, um, more mainstream. Mm-hmm. And people are starting to really tune into it. Yeah. Why? Why now? There are, are, there are astrologers who can tie it to like the, la, the a previous resurgence. Um, really? Yeah, because it's, but it's, um, I'm wondering if it's just, yeah, there's so much false news. Like who do we believe? What to believe? And, and so we're reaching for, for something more than what we've been told. And, um, and also, and then, you know, from the scientific field through quantum science, we're learning so much more about, um, you know, about synchronicity and about stuff that 
before we would be like, no, if we can't touch it, taste it, prove it, it doesn't exist. And um, there's just more of an, an openness to, to even accepting we don't know everything, right? Makes me feel so, so it just makes me feel so much better. <laughs> just... Like even like being sober and thinking like, well, what has cured this addiction, not cured it, it's, you know, paused it is, um, is a spiritual solution. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't a surgery or a pill, you know, it was, uh, believing in something greater than me. It was sharing my story, my shame. It is connecting with other people. It's, um, you know, it's something that can't be measured the solution can't be measured. And I think that started the initial opening for me of, wow, you know, how can, how can it not be so that the planets are, um, what they're symbolizing the story they're telling is the same of the story that's going on with us on earth. Mm -hmm. Like it's as above, so below. Um, They're not affecting us they're just moving in the same patterns that we are. Okay, it's wait. Okay, wait. Uh, so I know that the planets are affecting us. Yeah. Right? Yes, I know for a fact that the planets are affecting us. The moon is affecting every woman on this planet. I know this for a fact. Okay. <laughs> do, you, do you subscribe to like full moon I don't even know what they're called. Full moon, light the candle, do the prayers, whatever. Are you all about that? I believe it is a beautiful time to like tap into nature. Yes. And I do think like the moon is at its fullest. Emotions are at their fullest. Tides are at their fullest. So um, when I mean it's not a cause and effect, it's the same thing as like, if you look at your watch and it tells you what time it is, the watch didn't cause the time. It's just telling you the time. It's an instrument to tell you the time. And that's what I believe about the planets, their placement, their instruments to tell us about the mood, the energy of what's going on down here. So at a new moon, it's dark. We cannot see. And that is a time for more faith, for going inward, stay inside. Full moon, it's at its brightest, wildest. And people are. That's when, you know, the ER staffs up on full moons. Police departments go with it. Like, it is a known thing. And um, I don't know if that was... Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the moon does affect us, right? And we we know that the police, like, put more on the force. Mm-hmm. The ER, they put more on the floor. Yeah. Uh, so we, we know about the moon, but do we know about Saturn? Do we know about uh, Mars? Do we know about like, w- do we? Well, some people do. Okay. But, um, <laughs> do you? All, like, I don't know. Even if you don't know what it is, like it's, they are, they are in effect, whether you know it or not. Like, you know, what like, just you know, People say this, um, Saturn's returning. And I'm always like, mm-hmm. that is such bullshit. Like, whatever. And, you know, and we can go back through through your life and I'll tell you the dates of your Saturn return. And it would be kind of like, wow. Um, I had, I almost died during mine. So it was quite eventful. What? 
Um, yeah. And it was a turning point. It happens for everyone, typically 28, 29, maybe 30 at the latest. And um, it is a time of adulting. And this is when, you know, we've lost so many of our great artists at age 29, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain. It is a time of like, okay, what am I going to commit to? What kind of adult am I going to be? And that's when, you know, I decided I had to get sober. At 29? Okay, wait a minute. Now, now this is very interesting. So wait a minute. Let me check in. When did I get sober? Oh my God. Did you do that 29 to 30? Like those are, those are key. Think about how many people we, that come in you I give it a year that, yeah. plus or minus. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. You know, a lot of people at that time, they commit to marriage, children, you're kind of committing to a career or you're out of, you got to really go, okay, I'm, I'm digging in with this company, this, whatever, this finish this graduate school. Um, it really kicks off that solid, what I would call the second act of building. Um, and then the second Saturn return, which, uh, how's my math? It comes in at like, um, I think 57, 58, 59, was 27 and 27. <laughs> I'm sorry. See, I even did that math wrong. 50, what? what? <laughs> uh, 29 and 29, 58. Let's say it comes in at 58, 59. Um, And that, especially for women, is a time of like, okay, now this is my third act. And this is a time for most, not all, but for most when the the nest is emptied. The career is, you can decide, am I going to continue on this? Or maybe I want to put that one to bed. And there's something new I want to do that's more about me. That's more about the world. That's more about something more heart, closer to your heart. I love it. I love it. I love it. There is so much to discover in astrology. Yes. And there are so many astrologers. Yes. (laughs) And do you think... It's open for interpretation. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I go to you and I hear stuff and you get that message. And then I go to somebody else and they say something entirely different. Really what, entirely different. What, what do I do with that information? Hmm. Well, I think you'll have to, that's where it's a tapping into your own knowing, you know, which one really feels like truth, whether you want to hear it or not, you know, sometimes it doesn't mean you agree with it, but when you, um, you you know, that's where that discernment and inner knowing, Mm -hmm. does this, Mm -hmm. does it help? And, um, and it is true. These are in astrology, they're symbols. It's a language. And so you can sit with two astrologers and they can tell you different things because they're interpreting the symbols. Um, and with evolutionary astrology, wait, I try my darndest to keep looking at it is like, what, what's the point? Like, what am I learning? How can I evolve to be a better human? How can I live more consciously? How can I lead my life in a more conscious way that's best for 
for myself or my family, for the planet? Uh, how my how are my actions affecting everyone else? You know, the ramifications of that. And so, and even looking at the signs, I look like I'd say, you are not a cancer. You are learning to be a cancer. You are learning the lessons of a cancer. And people can be at different places in that cancerian lessonry. And, um, and, the person's level of consciousness will impact um, how they're living that hour as well, how much they can hear from the reading. Um, so okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Levels of consciousness. Mm-hmm. How do you measure that? Um, you know, it's a, that's another self-assessment um, from the outside. You can kind of see it someone who's unconscious is someone who can't do inner work, cannot see themselves, don't see their part. And, and a you narcissist. Know, if you, if you may have heard of these people and, and, you know, and these are not people who come for an astrology reading to start with. Um, there, I'm fortunate that someone coming to me, they've self selected. Uh, I have run into it when someone's given the gift of a reading to someone, to a loved one that they want to do introspection. And the loved one shows up for the reading and it is just um, painful for everyone because um, it's just not sinking in. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make sense. And it's okay, astrology is not for everyone. Everyone doesn't have to have an astrologer or reading. Right. Um, and that's okay, right? Like, again, we're all on our own path. On your path, find the tools that work for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is lovely. I love hanging out with you and I love talking astrology. We are going to be having a masterclass in January, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I know that there are, again, astrology is this huge tree and there's so many branches and this, you know, first conversation is just a little tiny taste. Yeah. Yes, that's what, um, especially doing it at a master class and it's a group format. What we'll look at is like looking at the sun sign. What do you need to live a vital, sunny life? That'll be one, one segment. And then looking at the moon, the moon symbolizes what you need to feel at ease and to feel joy and, um, and probably the, the rising sign, if we have enough time. And the rising sign is like how you get your show on the road, how you activate. And then the blending of those three. Um, and those are the three key prongs of the stool that so keeps your good. life balanced. Oh, there's so much. Yeah. So much goodness, Retta. No. Yeah, we could also, uh, maybe next month, we could do another conversation that matters around... Uh, kids and parenting we could do yes. that. that might be another fun conversation yes you yes we understand adrian so much mm-hmm. that could be another juicy one so i just want to let our ladies and our listeners know our people know that you're going to come back we're going to have another conversation we're going to be having our master class in january and i'm so thrilled so thrilled. Yes, me too. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with me and being on the connected calm life. Woo-hoo.
All right, my friend, may you find something bright, something light and something juicy that fills you up so you can be the best I know you can be. Until next time, take good care. Bye for now. Bye, Retta. Bye, Lane. And that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening and hanging out with Retta and I. We will be back again next month and we will have that masterclass. I can't wait to share that with you. Make sure that you check out all the show notes over at lanekennedy.com forward slash podcast. All right. Take good care.